Boom. Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Point Culture. Chase, how we living? Life is good, King. Life is good. How you doing, sir? All good on this side. And we got week one preseason football in the bag. Let's get a fucking round of applause for that. A couple of things we like, a couple of things we didn't like. Let's start right off the hop. Let's go. Before we dive into the AFC West breakdown, let's talk a little bit of the preseason. What's going on? Wow. How, how was the Eagles week one? Week one? Okay. So it was it was impressive. I, I liked what I saw out of Jalen Hurts. I saw the progression, uh, reading through defenses properly. Nothing was rushed. I understand it's the Jets. I still hold Robert Sala accountable <laughs> for what he does, though, including that fucking Quentin Williams hit on Jalen Hurts, which was uh, made me made me oh fuck. I, I acted like Nick, I acted like Nick Sirianni for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a but, dog. <laughs> it's just a dog, man. And it was good to see the offensive line. Everybody rush over there. Uh, outside of that, for actual play. You know, we saw some good things. It was too bad Devontae Smith wasn't out there, but, you know, he's back practicing finally this week. Mm-hmm. Eagles offense looks good, and Eagles defense looks just as good, too. Kaiser White made an impact on an interception very, very early. And, yeah, man, it's it looks all good from this side so far, but we'll pump the brakes there. What did you see from the Colts, Zach? Uh, Colts uh, was a mixed bag. The, the defense started off rough. I mean – the second team for the Bills moved the ball down the field quite quickly on the first drive, but at last the defense came up with a huge stop on fourth down to, you know, turn the ball over. And they had actually they had two turnovers okay. um, right after too. So a lot of starters got to play. A couple of key notes here. I think uh, Nick Cross looked fantastic. Nice. I think the kid's going to be a stud. I'm not saying he's going to be an All Pro, but just a good starter who can fill fill up the gaps and. He's a little bit of a utility player where you can kind of use him as a corner as well as a safety. Got to give a shout out to to a former Eagle though with a big interception. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney yeah, with Rod, a big Rodney's, one, that, baby. Rodney's that dude. One thing I I had to pump the brakes a little bit. The offense was still a little bit uh, out of sync. I think Matt Ryan with his play calling and what he what he saw the line of scrimmage. I mean, he managed to adjust and and make the proper reads. He used a lot of Naeem Hines, which I've been te- I've been telling everybody this. You're going into fantasy, you need a late round running back. Naeem Hines might be that guy because he's he's obviously going to be his number one option on the checkdown. And also, like I wouldn't be surprised if they get him in for a couple of running plays here and there, mm-hmm. just to switch up the tempo and, and keep Taylor healthy. Uh, since there was no Taylor, though, I mean, a lot. I think more of the focus was on the passing game, and unfortunately. Yeah, some of the wide receivers had a couple of the cases of the drafts. Normal, normal in this stage of the game, though. So, exactly, it could also just be a little bit of a timing route too. And I mean, Colts, Colts' offense did go zero and five on uh, third down with Matt oh, Ryan. Shit. Albeit though, there was a couple of times though that they got into some penalty trouble, and they did manage to gain quite a bit of yards, but not enough for a first. So, gonna pump the brakes on that. I, I mean. We've been saying this for a while. I still think they needed another wide receiver, mm-hmm. but it's kind of tough. I mean, it is week one. Like, let's—you can't overanalyze everything. Although there 
are a couple of other players on some other teams that I think we should be overanalyzing and discussing. And, you know, Chase, I think we got to, we got to talk about this right now because this running back for Washington. Oh yes. He was supposed to be a fantasy call it a sleeper. I don't know if I'll go that far, but maybe just a guy that you could draft to be a running back too. It's not looking good right now, and that's Antonio Gibson. Well, listen, Washington's probably the one team I didn't get a chance to follow this weekend, so get, get, shed a little light for me here. So Antonio Gibson's going through a case of the fumbles. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. and okay. It's, it, start, it started in practice, and you could kind of see as it transitioned into the game, he kind of had that look on his face like, don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. Sounds and naturally – First, first possession, first handoff. There goes the ball. Oh boy! Uh, so Washington's right on brand. Looks like <laughs> at that point. Yeah, the commies are having some problems. Here, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, this is, I mean, this is huge because you know JD McKissick was going to steal third down passing plays from Gibson, and now they also have this guy Robinson Jr. who's yep. flying out there. He looks. He honestly, he looked pretty damn good for a rookie, and might see some, might see some targets and some carries being eaten away by the rookie. So Gibson's in kind of a, kind of a tough spot right now, and he's gonna have to bounce back. And I'm kind of curious to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. As a fantasy player, I would fade him. I would stay away from that situation. But at the same time, too, I mean, who knows, right? I say this now, but two weeks from now, things could change. An injury goes down, maybe um, a solid game at the preseason level, and who knows, right? We're back to square one. So that's just one. That's just one player I'd like to highlight. Anybody on your side that you'd like to highlight? I got a couple as well. If you wanna, I I saw. So let's see. I, I saw a good life out of Travis Etching. I'll say that he might be of value for sure for where he's going in fantasy. I can't complain about that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nine rushes. I know it was underperforming, but you know we're also well well aware from covering the AFC South before Jacksonville's O line is going to struggle. So using that two back system is going to at least buy them a little bit of time, especially if both Robinson and Etienne are on the field at the same time. Yeah. I would just wanted to check out the Josh Doxson play. Uh he. I believe he did, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. I think Carson had a lot of problems trying to find the ball t- to him. Fair enough. Uh, you know, for all, oh, Carson, by the way, actually, speaking uh, based on Carson's stats, he didn't look that bad. I mean, he didn't throw no, a touchdown, but he didn't throw a pick. So, no, Carson didn't look that bad. I, I did watch a couple. There were a couple of underthrown balls that the receiver managed to make a play on. Okay, but um, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to kick a guy after a performance like that, I, th- I think he was, it was a pretty solid debut for him. Okay. And my second question, just based on looking at these stats from the Washington Panthers game, is Matt Coral going to get cut? I mean, it's kind of hard to come justify a second round pick. He had the worst throwing out of all the starters. PJ Walker was 10 for 19. Baker Mayfield was four for seven. Sam Darnold was two for three. Matt Coral, one for nine. I know yeah. he ran, I know he ran a TD, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough game, but uh, I think he's safe 
I think the battle right now is between PJ Walker and, and Darnold. Okay. And my only thing is, if I'm looking at that depth chart right now, like they might have to cut PJ Walker just because nobody. Oh. Uh, it's not a bad backup to have, though. Pardon. No, uh, to be honest, I actually really like PJ Walker. I like what I saw from him. I'm not saying the guy's a starter, but he's a solid guy to add to a quarterback room. And if he does get his walking papers, I'd love to see another team pick him up. Uh, and I actually, I think he would probably latch on as a, a QB three somewhere, or even as a practice squad member. Page and Cleveland Browns. XFL, baby. That's, that's, that's go. <laughs> he was the darling there, right? Uh, speaking of Cleveland, I think Deshaun Watson got a bit of a rude awakening from Jets fans. Yep. Jags. Oh, Jags. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Jags. Yeah, you Jags. guys played the Jets. Yes. I forgot. Well, yeah. listen, he's a little bit lucky about this week because this week, uh, Philly and Cleveland, that will be the week two matchup that I'll have my eyes on on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I. This will be an interesting tell for the defense if Deshaun Watson plays. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also showed that, yeah. like, for Deshaun, like, that year off did – I mean, he was a little rusty. There was some – For sure. Uh, way, way overthrown balls and maybe some reads that I, I think he maybe would have picked up on to, you mm-hmm. know well, – well, with more playing time, I should say. I didn't take too much – I mean, I wasn't paying too much attention to that one. Just want to backtrack, though. You did mention uh, Howell, by the way, from, from yes. uh, Commanders. Yes. He looks very good. He looked – like he was, you know, really commanding the line of scrimmage. No pun uh, intended. Going, going, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> didn't didn't set myself up for that one. No, he. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, God! I love a new recording platform. <laughs> Got off his reads really well and. Made some pretty impressive throws on some big downs for them. Unfortunately, just couldn't. Penalty troubles caught up to them, and that's why they lost the game. A couple other rookies, too, I want to highlight, though. Cook. Yeah. For the Bills. You saw him firsthand. Tell me what you saw. Dude, I'm telling you right now, like, he's going to push Singletary and Moss. Uh, Woo! I don't know. Maybe if one, I think maybe one of those guys might get moved. Honestly, like he's he's legit. Like I'm not saying he's gonna come in and steal the job re- week one, but as the season gets you know goes on, like I wouldn't be surprised if he's a running back to kind of keep an eye on because he he brings a little something different to that offense, and I can't wait to see him under center with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, that's good. I think if any team has been deserving of running back and has been starved of that talent, it is the Buffalo Bills. They they can definitely use it, and to have a pass catching running back like that too. True. Yeah. Yeah, true. A couple other two rookies I'd like to highlight. I mean, both of them are on the same team. Kenny Pickett. Yep. George Pickens, man. Holy. That's my second. Yo, George Pickens is a dog. He a dog. Steelers hit him. Literally was a dog with Georgia. But, yeah, he he's something different. and get, Well, something different. I shouldn't even say that. The Steelers keep finding these late round running, well, late round, non non first round running backs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That bl- that bl- bl- receiver, up was, Sorry, I thought you were going to talk. Well, listen, there's the running back too. Uh, I forget his name, number thirty. He had a blitz pickup that was crazy too that I saw. Uh, yeah. Just, wow, wow. What is stifling no, the linebacker, I mean, man? Holy shit! I just think about it though, like 
like Juju late was a late well yeah. wasn't a first. You know, Chase Claypool wasn't a first. Uh Tony Bell was uh, the first. <laughs> neither was Johnson. Like they just whoever's scouting for the Steelers at the wide receiver position, they, they keep hitting, man. Keep doing and, what you're doing, man. <laughs> like I said, Kenny, Kenny looked good. Kenny had some two good plays and for a guy that people said uh, has small hands, he was really slinging the ball out there. I'll say that. So my my biggest concern with the Steelers right now is what do they do when one of their quarterbacks runs into like a shitty game? Like what happens on Kenny Pickett's first bad like four plays? Say four first four drives not going well, even into the first half. If you want to push it into that, what do they well, do in that the, position? Yeah, I think if it's Kenny, they'll live with it. But right now, like let's spin this now that. How about if this is Mitch? Touche. Now, now, how do you approach this? Touche. This is a completely different, different subject because you're talking about a guy who you you basically signed to be your starter or at least be a placeholder starter. And like you said, if he struggles, maybe you know week one or week two, the man, the the hooting and the hollering for uh, for Kenny Pickett's gonna be pretty loud. Uh, not for nothing, since we're talking about Georgia, I just want to highlight two players that did make a great impact from what I saw. Both N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Uh, uh, and, you know, we're going to highlight Lyman. Cam Jurgens, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't know if you saw those highlights. Cam Jurgens put together a highlight reel. He looked like, well, J.C. Kelsey, cardboard cutout. I saw him getting to the second, oh, yeah. third, oh, yeah, second third level blocking defenders, leading the way. He's basically the per- – well, Kelsey was out, right? So he's – yeah. Basically laid out the block that allowed that Dallas Goddard uh, touchdown to happen. He took care of Miles really well. Like, yeah, no, it's uh, the O line looks good, but Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, they look like they picked up right where they were from Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Considering Nicobe Dean's had a quiet training camp, this was a good showing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we have uh-huh. linebackers. <laughs> hey, that's what you guys needed last year too, right? That was that was a big. <laughs> Big area of weakness for the for the Eagles last year. Um, All right, uh, I just want to highlight one more person too before we get off, just because I think there was a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of talk, especially in the Bay, especially in the Bay Area about this guy. And I, don't, I don't think he. Oh, I don't think he's, <laughs> he's as good. And oh. I, I think this is all just smokescreen, and he's struggling, and he doesn't know the play. Your Trey Lance looked good. Yeah, yeah. It, Trigger his, Trey looked good. It's his time. It's his time. It's his time. It's his time. There's, I'm telling you, that's that's a guy that for for fantasy purposes, you might want to circle and keep an eye on because at the right round, whew, might want to take him. The value is going to be good over there. I think that. Yeah, the Trey Lance era is officially here. And I think that, you know what, for all all purposes of what happened in that Eagles game, that the Jets are really lucky that Sam Darnold's only going to miss two to four weeks because that Jimmy Garoppolo trade just shifted to New York really, really quick. Zach Wilson, by the way. Zach Wilson, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he, apparently he's like, going to be out for at least two to four. That's what they're saying, or they're expected. I don't think it it's happened yet, the surgery, but once they go and scope that knee, mm-hmm. I think there's – it's never good when I hear like, "Oh, we're gonna go poke it in and just to just to see what happens." Never that good. Non-contact injury too, so that always causes major concern. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, let's get a little wrap up. Let's get into the AFC West preview here. 
Let's talk about Patty. Let's talk about the Chiefs. I feel like Andy Reid's kind of at a crossroads. I kind of feel like they're like at a weird spot though. Like Andy's going back to a more traditional offense. Like I was watching some of the KC game in uh, in preseason. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of eye formation. There was a lot of you know having a running back and a fullback uh, behind Mahomes or not. Sorry, it wasn't by Mahomes. It was uh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't Mahomes for yeah. one series, and then it was um, the other guy. Oh my god. Uh, there, Shane Buell, uh, there it is. Duchel. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's let's talk Chiefs here. Like, do you expect this offense to be a little bit more different than they were last year, or years previous? Now that Tyreek Hill is out of the equation, honestly, no, I don't. I think it's going to okay. be the same Chiefs offense. I think everything's going to keep clicking. The train's going to keep moving. I trust in Patrick Mahomes. I trust in Andy Reid. I don't really think much has to change. I understand the speed factor of Tyreek Hill is not there anymore, and you're like, oh, well, dynamic, explosive plays. What's that going to be? We've seen McCole Hardman be explosive. We've seen Mm -hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster have explosive moments. Travis Kelsey, explosive moments. I I think that this offense keeps rolling without missing a beat, honestly. I just think that this week was weird, especially at preseason, because I don't think Andy wants to show his hand entirely just yet. Yeah, and I also think that, you know, they didn't pay Tyreek, but they took that money and they spent it in other positions that they needed to, you know, like for they, sure. They improved a little bit on the uh O line. I know they made it they made a couple little moves uh for some depth as well. They also brought in some help on the defensive side, you know, with Justin Reed. But before we even get there, you highlighted some receivers. Let's talk about this little this group of, of wide receivers that they have. So you have McCole Hardman who's pretty much, I would say, has underperformed. For sure. But, I mean, this is a big opportunity now, right? You go out and you pick up Juju and yep. Valdez Scantling. Yep. I think both those guys are two very reliable hands. And, yeah, sure, they might not have the speed factor, but in terms of just getting open and, and getting off breaks and reads, both are big wide receivers that yeah. com- that you know command body position, and I think Mahomes is going to feast on people with those guys. And where they don't thrive, I think Sky Moore will perfectly fit in and pick up the pieces of what he has to do. Man, I, I I'm there it is thir- thoroughly impressed by Sky Moore from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Just training cl- camp clips, watching him in that game, watching his mannerisms, how he carried himself. Like Sky Moore is going to be a problem in that offense. Definitely. Another year for Creed Humphrey. Yep. At center. I think that's going to help him out. Uh, no, I'm I'm looking at their offensive line right now. I mean, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Andrew Wiley, like that's a solid five. It's deep. It's deep. And they have experience together already. And playoff experience together already. So when you put all of these things together and you're coming into a division like this, especially in this division right now where you have teams that are st- stocking up on the edge rushers and linebackers. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect thing that you want for, for the Chiefs. You want continuation, uh, solidarity, familiarity. All these things are mm-hmm. going to be played big pieces into them going forward. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of writing the Chiefs off and taking a couple of the other teams over them in this division, but I don't see a problem, man, with this offense. I still think it's just as dynamic if not, it, it's a, I could even argue that it, 
it might be even better just because you could spread the ball around versus <laughs> just look for Tyreek. Like, I, I felt there were some games where Mahomes was just trying to force his hand to Tyreek. Yeah. And yeah, he makes the catches, but there's also times where like it just wasn't clicking, you know, it just didn't happen. And now you, you can, you've got more melts to feed, but at the same time too, all capable. Exactly. And that's exactly what you need. We know that, if we've seen anything from these members of the Kansas City Chiefs anyways already, they're not selfish. They, they care yeah. about winning more than they do about the receptions and the yards. So as long as the team is getting dubs, that's all they care about. Definitely. I was that's... almost about to give a spoiler alert, but I won't do it just yet. I'll no, no spoilers. No spoilers. I think maybe one of the biggest question marks I have, though, right now is the running back mm-hmm. situation. I mean, Cl- Clyde's good. Clyde's a very good protection running back however he doesn't have the explosiveness that you look for as an every down running back so then you have to talk about you know Jarek mckinnon and i would have said ronald jones but ronald jones has been passed on the depth chart yep isaiah he, he, will, he, he probably will be rb3 though i'm not going to put it past the chiefs to hold on to him just in case no, I, I think Pacheco might take this. Really? Yeah, this this seventh round pick. He, apparently, he's surprising and he's looked really good. And a lot of people are saying that this is maybe one of the guys that, as the season goes on, too, you might see a little bit of a shift and a little bit more carries for him. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter for them, but he might he might take a little bit of a bulk depending on if he gets hot or not. I don't. I still think they might keep Ronald Jones around just in case because you can never have too many. Uh, good running backs in your room. For sure. But it's very interesting to see that a rookie, especially a seventh-round rookie, has mm-hmm. passed a player who's this established on the um, on the depth chart at such a such an early spot in the season, too. For sure. For sure. Kind of makes me wonder, though, like, what's going on with Rojo, though, right? Like, he had problems with the Bucks. He just he had problems with the drops and with the uh, the fumbles, right? It's, it's the decline, man. So maybe this is the back end of what we're seeing for Rojo's career. Unfortunately, I don't wish that on him because we know what Rojo has meant to the affiliations that he's been to, including the Bucks. Now he's on the Chiefs. And I think when it's game time, I think Rojo will show up. I think he's more of an actual in-game gamer than what we've mm-hmm. seen. But, you know, time will tell. So we'll, we'll give it a minute there. All right. Do we flip to the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, let's get to the decent defensive side here. Big George, George Kaflakis. Yes, 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 yes. Their first pick in the in the twenty twenty two draft. Monster. <laughs> absolute Monster. beast. Absolute beast. Absolute beast. You went to uh, George. Okay. I'm, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Well, no, I was going to get off of him because I was going to highlight another member of the defense that I actually really like because I like how they took the time to address their secondary because I felt that was a very, very big need for them going into this draft. Uh, mm-hmm. So they signed uh, Ward, I believe, from – I think it was Jadavius Ward from the Niners. Uh, oh, no, yes. other way around. So, yeah. No, no. Other way around, Niners signed him. So they draft Trent McDuffie. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I really liked that pickup for them to solidify it, to have a good man corner on the outside by himself that can hold his own. 
I, I like that for them. I like them adding Eric Reed. They even had Eric Reed out there kicking field goals. Justin Reed. Oh, Justin Reed? Is it? Justin Reed, yeah. Justin Reed. I stand corrected. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, so they were so Justin Reed out there kicking field goals. I always mix them up. Obviously, the brothers Eric used to play for the Niners back in the day and was associated with that. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe, yeah. Justin Reed out there kicking field goals, making interceptions, doing what he's gotta do. I I, I like I like the Chiefs. I, I really do. I, I like the Chiefs. I like the moves that they've made. I like what they however they've plug and played and till I don't see it anymore, I'm I'm in favor of the anyways. <laughs> no, for me personally, like you don't have Sorensen back there anymore, so your defense should be better. <laughs> you know, you know what's really funny about that is Tyron Matthew went to New Orleans thinking he could escape Daniel Sorensen, and Daniel Sorensen came right behind him. <laughs> uh, that could be the big loss, though. The, <laughs> the leadership, the leadership factor of the Honey Badger back there. Like, I can see that being. That could be a step backwards for the Chiefs on, on that side of the ball. I mean, I I look at their defense and I it is it's strong, it's it's deep, but it doesn't have the flashy names as it used to, and that's where I'm a bit worried. Like when push comes to shove, like well, how are they going to respond, especially when they get to the middle part of the season? Well, hold on. I mean, they still got some names. They're like yeah, Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, exactly. Like they've been busy. They've been watching. They kept their eyes on things. So I don't doubt DeAndre Baker just signed to them too. Uh, I I'm just saying there's no real like sexy names on this defensive side, right? Like, Brandon no Flowers, guys. but like, yeah, no, it's it's not household names. It's recognizable names, but unrecognizable impact players depending on where they've played. So I think that's yeah, the biggest I thing mean, with them. I mean, right now you're looking at Rashad Fenton, Elijah Lee, and Trent McDuffie as their corners. Yeah, exactly. So Trent's going to have to make a big adjustment soon because I'm sure they're going to count on him sooner than later. Yeah, definitely, and especially in this division where you're going to have quite a bit of good receivers to <laughs> be yeah. matched up against. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This division doesn't get any easier, unfortunately, for them. In certain aspects, I I mean, I, I I like the Chiefs though. I like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I'm biased to Andy Reid, so hey. <laughs> I do, I do agree with you. I'm I'm not I'm not out on the Chiefs like a lot of people are. I'll say that. All right, let's take a little trip down to Sin City. The, the Raiders, the bull cut capital of the world. The Mr. Mark, Mark Davis, Davis Raiders. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Las Vegas here. They made some big moves. Derek Carr's got some weapons. Getting the throw to your old uh, college buddy is always good, as we've seen as of late. So uh, let's start with Devontae Adams. I think that was a huge move by the Raiders, although I'm going to be a little bit cautious on this one. We have seen receivers go to like new teams and struggle. Off the hop. Right. However, there hasn't been too many like Devontae Adams. <laughs> correct. 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 And usually when you usually when we've seen that move like new receiver, new team, and they struggle, it wasn't with their college quarterback, that's for fucking sure. No, and usually it's coming off of like a down year, right? Yeah. Like this is this is a fully healthy Devontae Adams ready to go. 
And Carr's got weapons, man. Adams, Waller, if healthy, Renfro. Yep. I mean, Keelan is there too. Wow, man. Demarcus Robinson, like they've they've got some they've got some players, they did, man. Yeah, they did some moving around here from what I've seen, man. This this is a team that I'm thoroughly impressed by from how they approached the offseason. They didn't allow mm-hmm. things to distract them. They realized, okay, listen, the days of Henry Ruggs are gone, even though they were short lived. <coughs> Pardon me. But they're gonna be a nightmare to deal with because okay you put two on Devonte, two on waller renfro's running over top <laughs> not yeah, not I mean, to mention that running well listen josh jacobs is on display right now for future moves yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into that but uh i mean for me this this whole team especially on the offensive side of the ball this is going to depend on Derek carly like, this is this is it for Derek carr like, you are handed the keys to the city now you got to take advantage of it, and there's no more excuses as far as I'm concerned. Like, you want to target, like you wanted guys to catch balls for you. We we got your college buddy to come, who's one of the, if not the best receiver in the game. Easily debatable. You know, yeah. No, no, his, just, I'm just his, saying his name, his name is in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just okay. Let's say top five, right? It's like okay, cool. But like, if you don't perform up to expectations or you have those Derek Carr games where he, you know, gives away the ball late and then costs his team points. Like there's going to be a huge, huge, uh, backlash in Raider yeah. nation. Like, yeah. The, the only question I have is how much is going to fall on Derek Carr's plate and how much is going to fall on uh, Josh McDaniels's plate. That's true. I mean, I think McDaniels might get a pass on the first, probably the first or second year. Well, probably the first year. Maybe the yeah. second year might be a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean, look, from an offensive standpoint, the Raiders look like they've gotten better. My only mm-hmm. question that I have is the offensive line is okay. I don't think it's great. I mean, It's it, one of those things you're like, this is what it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they're banking on, like, Leatherwood to take the next step after he, he was up and down last year. For sure. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Let's talk. Let's talk running backs, though. I mean, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Problem with Josh Jacobs. I, I just don't know who else. Like, I guess they're gonna go with Zamir White. Like, who? You're telling me that Brandon Bolden's gonna be the number one running back in this, <laughs> in this yeah. offense? Like, I just don't see it. If, if Josh Jacobs, and I know he's been susceptible to injury too, so that's not far and unlikely that that could happen. But True. yeah, unfortunately, Brandon Bolden's probably going to be the number two to pick up the pieces for this at this rate. Do I feel confident in Brandon Bolden today? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, actually, no. Uh, no, sorry. It's not Brandon Bolden. It's Amir Abdullah. I have him lower on the depth charts according to our lads. So okay, no, because Amir Abdullah was RB two in that Hall of Fame game, and I think actually I think if it's between him and Brandon Bolden, I think Amir Abdullah is the number two. Crazy part is for uh, Jacobs, like this is his last year. Like yeah, he's in a contract year, so I'm wondering yep. if like the Raiders are just saying we can't pay show, him, so. show out so we can trade you for some. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fifth-year option whatever. extension. Maybe maybe your prolific words come true and he becomes a future Atlanta Falcon. I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that, that could be the move right there. Atlanta needs somebody to check down the ball to, right? So For sure. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, you have Samir White, who they draft in the fourth round. Kenyon Drake is still there. They have Amir Abdullah. Like, they got running backs back there. So for me, it, this seems like they're angling for a move. They might have something in the tuck. I'm, I'm we'll find out sooner than later. I'm wondering if the Raiders are waiting for one of the running backs to go down and then they'll flip Brandon mm. Jacobs over. Probably. Yeah. Okay, let's go on the defensive side of the ball. Boy, am I scared for this secondary. <laughs> so let's take Max Crosby and throw him with Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball up yeah. front. And then Jonathan Hankins will just go straight in the middle once he comes yep. out off the pup. Dude, that's a ridiculous <laughs> front, <laughs> front yeah. three just there. Still have Bilal Nichols too as well. Like that's a solid defensive line. You oh you wanted to talk the secondary secondary. You've got Jonathan Abrams, Trayvon Mullen Jr., Darius uh, Phillips, Rockyson, the former Colt. Nate Actually, Hawkins. yeah, Zach, take take the second Zach because that Rockyson trade with the Colts. Um, one, who do you think won that trade? And two, what did the Raiders? What should the Raiders expect out of Rockus in from what you've seen? I mean, I, I think if you're going to go from a value standpoint, I and this is no bias, I think the Colts technically received the the more boom player in terms mm-hmm. of like, sorry, high ceiling. We'll say right. Okay. But at the same time, too, like I found Rockus in last year, like. As the season got on, like he was becoming more and more of like a stable like number two, three corner. Right. So, it, it honestly like it, it could end up being a wash in a sense because like yeah, he might not wow you, but if if Yannick doesn't bring it or if he's you know he struggles for the Colts, then you could kind of say that like this trade maybe worked. I, I wouldn't say into the Raiders' favor, but it would be pretty much a wash, right? Well, well, it's a it's see, Rocky Singh gets the bailout card of because now if he can't keep his man, it's only the, like his best shot is that front four, like those oh, players sure. we just yeah. highlighted before. It's so now it's just Rocky Singh's job to do his fucking job, like yeah, essentially, right? There's nothing, there's nothing new about this. It's just how do you shine in this performance and like. Can you be capable enough? Because as I look through this cornerback group, like or this secondary, Anthony Everett, yeah, Hobbs, Nate Brooks, like these are names that are again recognizable, but they're not anything crazy here. And I don't know, like if that's going to be the downfall of the Raiders. Good fucking luck. <laughs> well, I mean. Like we stated before with the Chiefs, right? Like corners are going to be very essential in this division, right? You need good corner play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's solid. I, I don't think he's a number one shutdown corner, though. That's the, that's the problem. And and if they're expecting that from him, then oof, we have back we have to the board. <laughs> big issues. I also think that he kind of needed to change the scenario, though, too. Like, fair, fair enough. 
I'm sorry, change of scenery. My bad. Yep. So thoughts on the Raiders? Besides that, anything else on the on the linebacker possession? I mean, Denzel Perryman. I, I just, I just think, this team. like, dude, I, they I, are just. I, I think it's glitz and glamour on the offense, and it's outside of that. Those couple names you dropped dropped on that line, like. I think I think yeah. the thing that might screw them over the most is their secondary, and I think that that's where the problems will come from the most. I think it's going to be secondary, O line, and last but not least, the play of the play of Derek Carr. Like I think right. Derek Carr is going to basically make or break their season. So right there with you. All right, let's get off the Raiders. Let's, let's go, go to Mountain High. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Uh, Russ. He's, he's 34 years old. <laughs> I think people need to take a step back and realize that. Well, hold on. It's still Russell Wilson. That receiving core is still semi-decent. Very, it's very good. To be honest, you could make an argument. This is probably the best receiving court in the division. Yeah, you could do from that a, from a from, from a depth, from standpoint. depth standpoint. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that. Okay, so if I'm looking at Russell Wilson in Seattle to here, I think he has better top tier ceiling players in Seattle, but I think he has more quality of depth players here. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. You, you, you got Cortland Sutton. You got KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, uh, Jerry Judy, potentially Kendall, uh, Hinton, potentially maybe Jalen Rager if that trade goes through. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but no, I, I I like this offensive plethora that's in front of him to go forward. I think that that's really really important to highlight. Plus, you have former. Uh, college teammate Melvin Gordon in the backfield. You have Javante Williams out there too. And that's where I think it's going to be the big difference between Seattle last year and Denver this year. For right. us. Like, I think for him, he's got two running backs now that are more than capable of handling the workload. And I think Javante Williams is going to break out. So in my mind right now, like, that's going to be a huge advantage for us. And don't be surprised if we see a lot of play action from Denver this year. And mm-hmm. if that starts happening and Russ starts cooking, look out. Like That's where I am I think he, he could thrive. I'm right there with you. It's just what I, I worry about is that size and the defensive ends that are in this division. It's going to be a dogfight for him. Oh, 100%. I think that that's where the tail of two things turn, right? Like... If, but if I'm Russ and I'm looking at where I'm coming from to where I'm going, I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable here. I understand Nathaniel Hackett, first year head coach. So you have a first year head coach with a new quarterback mm. implementing his system. This could be a very interesting time for the Denver Broncos. However, I have other reservations that don't have me that high on them. Mm-hmm. I I. I don't know what to expect out of Nathaniel Hackett's offense, number one, because the last time we saw Nathaniel Hackett was when he was the OC of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, really? On display, not yeah. to discredit his work with the old line for the Green Bay Packers. I do think that Jerry, du- Jerry Judy should have a year. 
I think that that's, and I think Cortland Sutton should have a year. I think that that's that's two important things. But the okay, third catch per- or fade, yeah, catch or fade right now. Who has more yards at the end of the year, Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy. Cap. Jerry Judy. I, I listen. I know what Cortland is. I I love what Cortland has done, but I'm taking Jerry Judy on this one. I'll go with Cortland. Okay. I think I think Cortland Sutton ends up being the more effective receiver for him. Mm-hmm. I think Cortland Sutton has more DK Metcalf uh, skill set, so okay. I think he's gonna he's gonna use that to his advantage as a big as a big wide receiver that can basically overpower. Like Russ has target. I mean, not for nothing, but Baldwin put, played very big too, right? Like right when when he was there. So I I'm leaning towards Cortland being a more effective receiver, but I mean. I'm not gonna disp- I'm not gonna say like you're gonna be completely wrong at the end of the day, right? Like, hey, JG I, could be the one that. that goes I just I just want to know how much Russ is gonna use the middle of the field. That's all I want to know. Okay, is it different than what we've seen in Seattle? <laughs> I I don't know. I really don't know because there's a lot of pressure on their tight end. Fair, fair enough. I mean, I don't even want to pronounce his name. Albert Awukabunam. I can't even pronounce his name. Alberto, okay. Uh, Alberto. Yeah. (laughs) No relation to Ricardo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Has Ricardo still out there on that street? So eating pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a plaid yellow and black shirt. <laughs> Got his braids all done up too. Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean Albert seems to be the uh seems to be the guy and he was one of the reasons why they had no problem trading Noah Fant away, right? So Exactly. Let's, let's see what happens there. I mean he might be the guy that Russ uses over the middle. He might be the security blanket. Fair enough, and until we see it, like I can't really highlight too much. I need to know. But what's your, that expectations, seems... for, what's your expectations for Javante Williams, though? Ooh, running back system. I think he gets the start. I, I know they like to run running back by committee, but I think Javante just basically picks up on what he left off from last year. I don't really have too many reservations on him. Uh, he's shown he's capable when given the opportunity down, nasty, effective back, not afraid to just drop the shoulders and run through the middle. I, I just expect him to pick up exactly where he left off from, even with Russ. One thing to note right now, too, is Melvin Gordon's been battling an injury, and there's even talk that he might miss week one. And oh. you know, and I know that Melvin Gordon, if he's banged up, that means he's going to be missing some time. So Sometimes. I think I think Javante Williams is going to have a lot of carries for them this year. I think this should be an interesting time for Javante Williams. Uh, fantasy stock owners, dynasty owners, yeah. I should say. Get yeah, ready to get your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go Denver defense. This is where, to me, I'm not 100% sold on, on some of these guys. Um, I do like their studs. However, I'm just, as a unit, I don't know if I, I trust them in this division. But you have I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to make yeah. the same mistake. As I did last year, I think the defense is overhyped now. 
Yeah. I, I really Randy, do. I, I like Randy Patrick's Gregory attack. doesn't do it for you? No, I, I like Randy Gregory too. I don't longer hate him, no longer having to play him twice a year. But hey, <laughs> I, I think he'll be an effective outside linebacker for them. Uh, I saw the addition of Joe Schobert. Then you go ahead and, but when we're talking about the defense too, like the thing that I was excited about was the secondary. So Justin Simmons is the man. No disrespect to Justin S- Simmons. Pat Sertain, the second, is the man. No disrespect to him. But then there's the fall-off. So you start to look at Ronald Jones. I'm uh, no, sorry. Ronald, Ronald Darby. Darby. Ronald Darby. <laughs> Speak your truth there, James. <laughs> uh, I'm already on record for my thoughts on Ronald Darby. I think outside of that, that attempted block he threw in the Minnesota game, <laughs> that was the highlight of his career. Uh, I think that they miss players like Kyle Fuller who would complete this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I am I like the secondary, but I'm not sold on the secondary. But as the defense, I'm not sold as on a whole. I, I like aspects. Yeah, exactly. Another another good little nickel corner. Uh, yeah, nickel back right there. Bradley um, Chubb is still there. Hopefully he has a fully healthy season and we can actually see the ascension of Bradley Chubb. My... My biggest, like, kind of red flag, though, not really, I wouldn't say red flag, but the fact that, like, Vaughn didn't go back there kind of solidified to me that, like, I think people see Denver as, like, wow, it's exciting, but, like, I don't know if they're ready to take that next step yet. Fair. And I I think there's just teams in the AFC that um, if you want to win a championship, there's better spots to go to. A hundred percent. I I agree with you in that. I really think that. Sorry, I'm just running through their uh, secondary again. Uh, oh yeah, they still have Kareem Jackson too. It's a good depth piece for them. I I do think that their. I think that their defense is lackluster. I no, think okay. that. Don't get me wrong though. Like I mean, look, we're shitting on their their defense is still pretty good. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it's just terrible defense. It's just. No. It, it, it lacks a little seasoning there. So yeah, just a touch, exactly. just a touch more. Exactly. You, you like what you see, but you want more out of it, right? So, yeah. yeah. That's that's the best way I can sum up their defense for me. I, I And especially in this division. And we were talking about the linebackers a little bit. And as I'm running through this depth chart, I was just reminded of a name that I was like, oh, God help you if this man has to start. Alex Singleton. Yeah. <laughs> this Good. is. Good callback there, because it's been a while <laughs> since I heard that name. Well, he's there. I, I just, I, I, I want more out of them, and I think positions and signings like that, and the Joe Schobert's Shro- not a disrespectful knock to him. Hmm. I, I think they need better quality to complement the rest of that defense. Which is fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. Time to get charged up. I'm all plugged in. <laughs> hope you had 100. I'm all, I'm all plugged in. I'm all plugged in. <laughs> I hope you had 100 because we're going to Herbert and the Chargers. Let's do this. I think this might be one of the more exciting teams um, in terms in terms of like a team that had a great offseason for my standards. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are back, ready for a big year. Yeah, you still have Austin Eckler. So yep. to me, there's three players that are game breakers that are all coming back, have familiarity with this offense, and oh yeah, 
did I mention Justin Herbert's another year older, another year wiser, and ready to fucking rock and roll? You add to that the fact that, you know, a player that we don't talk about a lot, pardon me, I'm just getting the rosters pulled up from front of me right now. As I go to their wide receiver core, Palmer. that's the one. That's the one. Joshua Palmer. I mean, this receiving core is going to be crazy when, when you think about this, man. Like, no matter who full, fills in at that uh, wide receiver three spot, Jalen Guyton's another one. I think this is a big year for Jalen Guyton. I think I think this is a fa- that's a fantasy sleeper that a lot of people should watch that is not being discussed enough is Jalen Guyton's presence. I mean, you also have uh, Everett and, and uh, Parham. As, as yeah, that, that too. Those aren't two, like, shloves. I mean, these guys are two vets that have, have done this before. And in a two-tight end, um, two so, end formation, like... Watch them come out of 11, eh? Or 12, I should say, but 12 set, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of guys who can catch the ball in the end zone and, and big bodies for Justin Herbert to get it done. Not to, not for nothing, too. Justin Herbert could also run one in every now and then, too. Exactly. <laughs> so you have a quarterback that's a threat with his legs. You have familiarity with his top two wide receivers who are killers on any defensive back that goes up against them or any secondary that faces dares to challenge him. We saw the ascension of Mike Williams last year. Mm-hmm. And then they added – also to their offensive line by drafting Zion Johnson as well. Yep. So Zion, Rashawn Slater. This is a uh, Corey Lindsley, fantastic yep. center. I mean, he's he had some issues last year uh, consistently, but he'll be. I'm sure he'll be better this year. I'm I'm not uh, writing him off just yet. Zach Bailey, Jameer Slayer, like they they are. Yeah, no, they're they're ready. They're ready to swing for the crown. They're ready to swing for the crown. And let's go to the defensive side of the ball, where you also have Woo! Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson as a corner. Uh, you just roll past Asante- Khalil Mack's name like that. <laughs> I said it. Asante <laughs> <laughs> J- uh, Samuel's Jr., Derwin James Jr. Like, dude, this is this is a team to me. This is a team that's built to win and built to win now. I I think they're going to be a tough defense to play against. Derwin with Asante Samuel Jr. and J.C. Jackson is a fucking problem alone, man. Like, what? It, it, see, for this is what you guys are doing. Adderley isn't, isn't no joke either. No, they aren't. And I think the Chargers did this right because the Chargers remembered when they were going through the draft and free agency, if you want to – you build to re- beat the teams in your division. So if I'm, sure. looking at, if I'm looking at the Raiders, get Devontae Adams. If I'm looking at Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, all going to the Chiefs. like You know, the Sutton Judys of, of Denver, right? Right. And now you're adding Russell Wilson as a quarterback. To, no, you need to be ready across the board. And that's exactly what the Chargers did this offseason. Yep. They said, we're going to take put pen to pad and take care of everything that we have to do. Bryce Callahan's no joke either at the nickel position. <laughs> I, I'm fairly impressed with the Chargers. The only Me thing too. that's against Chargers, the Chargers is the history of the Chargers. True. And let's that's see that's, if they that's sell the out. only thing. That's the only thing against s- the Chargers. Let's see if they sell out this year too. That's going to be also <laughs> a big question mark. There's every year to do it. 
On the offensive side, too, a guy that I want to highlight, uh, Isaiah Spiller as the second running back on the team. I think he's looked very good in camp and wouldn't shock me if maybe to keep Austin Eckler healthy, might see a little bit of carries go his way just to keep things fresh. He's also – he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So that, that's another plus for the Chargers, another weapon for Justin Herbert to yeah. have in his arsenal. All for right. Sure. Rank them. Let's go. Rank them. I'm not going to lie to you. I, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm impressed with the Chargers. However, I still have the Chiefs winning this division. Nice. I, I think that, like I said, I'm not betting against Pat, Patty, and I'm not gonna, betting against Andy until I see them not do it. Number two, I have the Chargers. Number three, I have the Raiders. Number four, I have the Denver Broncos. Nice. I'll go Chargers one. I'll go Chiefs two. Oh, man, this is where it gets tough. I'm going to go. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I got to go Raiders, Broncos, like you. Yeah, It's, it's not Raiders. tough. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay. Again, we're going through, for example, because you know who the player that went down for the Denver Broncos that might have just slid them off the edge for me was Tim Patrick. Yeah. That yeah, that, that, that hurts a lot more than will be recognized behind these big names because even though Tim Patrick made a name for himself last year, he's not the household name that everybody still recognizes just yet. For sure. Um, I also thought he could fill that Tyler Lockett role. Yeah, exactly. Pretty well. Exactly. But yeah, no, I'm I'm Chiefs first, man. I, I can't take the crown away from them. I and now I'm seeing Patrick Mahomes throw behind the back passes at practice. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> what are we saying, man? Come on now. It's the Chiefs. Oh, that's true too. That that is true too. Okay, let's so let's go. AFC playoffs. What do you have? How would you rank? What's your teams? My teams. Okay, hold on. Let's pull up these rosters right here real quick. Okay. Bills are making the playoffs. Don't forget now there's seven teams, right? So you seven, have four right? division winners and then three else. So, like, I, you know, I'm not saying you have to tell me who's going to be finishing where, but okay. I guess you tell me your division winners, which we, we've already done through this breakdown, right? Right. And then pick your three, I guess, that go afterwards. So Bills, Ravens, Colts, Chiefs. That's four. My next three would be the Chargers. Going to go the Bengals at six. Damn, I want to give it to the Dolphins. I want to give it to the Dolphins so bad. I think... Out of, oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Titans. Yeah, I'm so gonna go the a, Titans. I'm gonna we go have the a Titans. different. We have a little bit of a different order, but pretty much we have the exact same teams. Yeah, I'm gonna go Titans as well, just because I think that with the strength of the schedule, those are gonna be easier wins. Okay, for them. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Bills. No particular order for division winners, but Bills, Colts. I had Cincinnati though, in ours, and I went with Did the Chargers. You? 
I'll yeah. run that back. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm on the tape on this. Yeah, I had Cincy. But then I had the Ravens making the playoffs. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, I'll go uh, Chiefs. And then for my last one, I, I got to go Titans. It's, those are my seven. I, th- I think the Raiders, Raiders, Titans, Dolphins will probably be battling for like that last wild card spot, maybe even the Patriots. I, I just just because. Because how do, you, how do you bet against Bill Belichick, right? You can't. You can't. I'm going to eat my word so badly for putting them at fourth in that division. I know it. I know it. It's okay. Hey, man, we're bound to get them wrong, baby. That's what. That's the beauty of the NFL season. All it takes is one or two injuries, and a team looks can go from looking like a playoff contender to uh, drafting within the top, you know, top ten and yep. rebuilding, like, completely tearing everything down and restarting. For sure. This is an interesting time, man. I'm I'm really excited. Football's really right around the corner. And speaking of which, next week we'll be doing NFC South. Yes. And the NFC East. So this is where Chase gets to shine. I get to talk a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that in terms of like recapping, the NFC South is going to be pretty quick. And then Let's couple that with the NFC East, and then which, which will be of, fairly fast too. I think the NFC more of a in-depth breakdown with the Eagles too, right? So, yeah. I, I have a question for you, Zach. Did you check out Hard Knocks? I did watch the first episode. What were your thoughts? I am cheering for the the Detroit Lions. All of a Damn, sudden, me too. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, they're going to have a joint practice this week with the Colts, so that I will not. I'll have to table my. My fandom for the Lions. <laughs> but, that, that's okay. Uh, See, you get the unofficial one because you get that week one. We open with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh no, I think it's good exposure, and I think it's a a good way of highlighting a team that desperately needed uh, something, some buzz, something like that. Yeah, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a hell of a pick for them for sure. Way. And whenever so Jamison Williams is ready to yeah, go. Yeah. He seems like he's he's like fitting in quite well with them, and I don't know. I, I've already said this before. I don't think Goff's as bad as a quarterback as people make him out to be. I'm not saying he's in the the top tier. I'm just saying he's a guy that you could definitely make the playoffs with. We'll, we'll go with fair, that because he's proven it before. Enough. I mean, you can rip him for his moments with the Rams, but he also won them some games too, right? Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What was your favorite part of Hard Knocks episode one? Because I have mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I loved the sing- the singing was hilarious. Like I think yeah. the whole like I, I think that would have been one of my favorites. I to be honest, a guy I thought I thought Jamal Williams stole it. Amazing too, amazing just, to see just that heart. That heart. Well, actually, yeah. before I go to my favorite part, <laughs> what what's your take on pregame speeches? <laughs> Depends who's delivering them. If the guy is captivating, then sure. But if it's some of them are like, okay, let's go. Like let's let's like, get through this. You, what's what's your thoughts on this? Well, I'm like you. It depends on who's giving them and when on when it is. Uh, Jamal Williams was definitely a good speech, but listening to like Jameis Winston's famous W wings, uh, Andy Dalton can't motivate me to make a sandwich and <laughs> just. I, I, it depends on who it is. I feel like, like you notice too, though. Like the I'm talking about the top tier quarterbacks. 
teams right. will run through, will run through a wall for them, right? Fair, fair, and I, that's that. I will have to say it's like a lot of times. Not to knock Baker Mayfield here, but mm-hmm. like you hear from Baker through Baker, it's just like, well, leadership wise or like rallying the troops, it doesn't seem like this seems like there's a disconnect between whoever's on offense with him and his message that he's trying to deliver. So, fair enough. Seems yeah. like Rodgers has the whole, he, even though he doesn't say much, he still can capitalize his whole offense and his, and his whole team, you know? You're right. Now, my favorite part of Hot Knocks is watching Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley talk shit to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I think Deuce Staley might be a might be a coach when this is all said and done. A lot quicker. He does, he's stuff. deserving. Uh, he's been assi- assistant head coach, assistant offensive coordinator for a while. If anybody's going to give him that opportunity, it is Dan Campbell, though. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody you know, grabs him. Maybe to be an, as a maybe another OC for for a more prolific team on offense is that or I don't know maybe he rides it out and then if they do well maybe he he grabs a job as a, as a head coach. I always find that during hard knocks you can really start to see the influences that some of these positional coaches have. And of course, you'll watch and see like a lot of these coaches get picked up the following year. Yep, and. To your point, and only because we talked about him last pod, I think if I think if um, B Flow ends up getting picked up by the Texans, I could easily see Deuce being that OC. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, I think they have high expectations for Pep, but like at the same time too, like you said, like if you have a guy who comes in, he's gonna want. I don't even if the offensive coordinator has done a good job. Usually, you take your own man, right? That's you right. Take your own guy. That's right. Deuce could be the guy. Uh, anything else you want to touch upon before we wrap this up? I No, I think we're good, man. Uh, there's nothing new in music yet, so we're all right. NBA's kind of on the low. I'm I just really, really – oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Actually, this is a good good segue to, to this. Uh, so, first of all, that was a lot of music to consume because so I didn't even Very. touch it. <laughs> I didn't even touch it. I saw he was rapping like every other rapper that was on the feature. Yeah, pretty much. I love the uh, Drake with braids, but he didn't really get Drake on there. That was a great little touch. Um, okay. But the most okay, controversial track. Yeah, that one didn't make sense to me. The Black Slim Shady. Yeah. Um, because he says how he doesn't listen to his music, he doesn't care, but yet he has the same flow. Thank you. And he's he storytelling, like he made stand references, like a whole bunch. So that one was a little bit weird. But overall, like it was there there were some like fun songs on that album. Like I'm not gonna completely diss the game and say that it was a terrible album, like some people went out and said. Can, I thought can, there was some creative moments where I was like, Okay, that's he did something a little different, and to be honest, I mean the features on the album, like you, you could find something for you, like for sure. Can can I highlight one thing that I heard echoed earlier, and it's a thought mm-hmm. that I thought as soon as I heard it, I would rather listen to game rap like Eminem than Eminem rap like Eminem. This is no this is no disrespect to Eminem and what he has done, but I would rather listen to Game today rap like Eminem instead of Eminem rap like Eminem. 
I mean, he took shots at 50 on that album. I'm oh, sorry. That's, that, no, uh, no, that's no surprise. He took shots at, well, you know, I wouldn't say he took shots at Dre. I'm going to, I'm going to stop that one for it, but he, he mentioned Dre a lot in that album. Yeah, but he's been mentioning Dre ever since, like, but like, ever since post aftermath for game, he's been mentioning Dre. He's been shouting out Dre. He's been claiming aftermath. He's till it ain't nothing after that. That was his lyrics too. Yeah, I just so that one was I just I don't know, man. Like it's also sounded like a compilation album, not so much as an album album. If you know even what I mean. like the even the the title of the album. Dramatic. I mean, yeah, that's an Oz reference. Yeah, drill music is the music of today. So sure, that's yeah. that's a that's a dope clip. Uh, Hip boy did the whole well most of it. I don't know if he executive produced it, but what's his name too? I thought it was pretty solid. I listened to Ye's first. Ye's, Ye's was pretty good. I like the uh, for a fun track that's just like a good time and just like throw it on your car. The uh, I can't remember what the title was, but it's the one with Montana and uh, Tory Lanez. Fair enough. I like um, I like the Chains record with Wayne. That one's good too. Oh, I, I, I really like that record. I really it's like. It's nice that to see those two link up as well. Yeah. It's been a while when announced carter uh, six by the way on the side note yeah he did so i'm excited yes, for that seems like kendrick's is cooking up something and there might be a quick turnaround for i'm not saying an album but something's coming something's got some project or something's going on i know black panther 2 is coming out so maybe there's a collaboration that? on that end too yeah oh breaking news we have uh announced for second and second night of opening games for the nba Celtics 76ers 76ers are coming off the settlement with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, 20 mil. So I'm glad that's over with and we don't have to hear about that. All we have to hear about now is how the Nets aren't sure what they're going to do with Durant and Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll come in time. Also, we're getting on Christmas <laughs> Day, we're getting the Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies, which should be a fun one because there was a lot of banter and a lot of smack talk between those two teams oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry i was wrong it's not the second day it's opening night second game in 76ers celtics nice as as already reported by shams we're getting lakers warriors too nice it's good oh it's good to see this is going to be cool i'm hoping that it picks up a little bit i'm hoping we might see a little bit of more movement before the season starts but I don't Actually, know. I think the Durant, the Durant situation might drag out into the season. I, I don't think either of them get traded anymore. I think they're both no. staying. I think this is the season for them. Uh, to to your point, actually, the full Christmas Day games were announced. Mm-hmm. So you highlighted Grizzlies, Grizzlies Warriors. We have Lakers Mavs, Suns Nuggets, Sixers Knicks, and Bucks Suns, Celtics. Nuggets. Yeah, that's a good game. That that'll be a good series. Oh uh, well, good. Re- re- revisiting of a series. Nice. I'm I'm happy for that. I'm curious to know if there's any flex games though in case of a KD trade. Would they flex a game in? I doubt it. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I think once the NBA's, I don't sure. really see the NBA flexing games though. It's not like the NFL where they flex games out. Keep in mind, by the way, this year NFL will be flexing quite a bit of games. There will be. I believe it. Don't know if it's week fourteen and on or something like that. But like, there's a lot of talk that the 
games can be moved and will be subject to change. Fair. Depending on playoff position. So I don't don't expect to see like the Jacksonville Jaguars on a on a Sunday and Monday night. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's been, it, it, this year, that's funny that you bring that up. This year bring, marks the 12th straight year that the Jags do not have a Monday night game. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Enough and, said. And uh, one last thing. Amazon. Amazon next year, 2023, Black Friday game will be played. Yeah. So our be Thanksgiving weekend just got a little bit better for all yeah. American Thanksgiving weekend. I'm telling you, the addition of Amazon, it's going to make the product take another step in the right direction. And I'm telling you from a quality standpoint, they're going to be, they're going to be looking to make a splash. I'm, I'm, I think we've heard Al Michaels is probably joining them, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, Kirk, uh, I can't remember his name. Kirk Hybrick, I think he is. I think that's the one. Yeah, I think I think that's his last name. I can't. I always get it mixed up with somebody else. But yeah, he's a hell of an announcer for college football. I do enjoy him, but he's going to be joining the booth. Like, it, good times, man. Good times. At Kirk Herb Street. Herb Street. Thank you. Yes. Uh, by the way. Fantastic play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, knows a lot of the ins and outs. And the cool part is he's pretty much called majority of these college players that are now in the NFL. So he'll have little tidbits and insight, which from a fan standpoint, it's always nice to see. We had, we had a low trade in the NFL today. Okay. Uh, JJ Ortega-Whiteside is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. Where's he gone? He's gone to Seattle for – Defensive back. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up his name right now. Uh, Ugo Amadi. Now, how sad are you about this? I'm not. I would rather. I was hoping he would not pan out a tight end because that's what he transitioned to. And yeah, I just didn't. I was much rather prefer to see Jack Stahl have more opportunities over over him. So yeah, no, I'm not sad. I'm just. I'm really glad that this kind of came full circle and worked out where we ended up with AJ Brown because <laughs> to take JJ Arthur Whiteside in front of AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Debo Samuel is fucking insane to me. Yeah, but I mean it's it's tough, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, look, George Pickens might make thirty-two teams look terrible. George That's Pickens is the man. <laughs> yeah, you George know, like, Pickens is the man. They make 31 teams look terrible at the end of this. The Steelers made a business decision in round one, and they're like, oh, he's still here in round two. We're not letting him go twice. No, definitely not. All right, well, on that note, this is the Two Point Culture, and we are out. Deuces!